Hello and welcome everyone to the Exploring Potential podcast. I hope you've had a fantastic start to the new year. I'm so excited to continue to share my guests' views on potential with you. In this podcast, we explore the meaning of potential with guests from various walks of life to better understand what potential is and to be able to discover and grow into more of our own potential in our lives. In today's episode, I'm interviewing Simon Walton, a well-being and positivity coach. He works with individuals and groups to help them explore their goals, gain clarity over their direction, and understand their fears. He has a Bachelor of Science in Psychology and a Postgraduate Certificate in Education in Applied Positive Psychology and Coaching Psychology. Simon works as an internal coach at Edited, where he runs lectures, workshops, and seminars with various teams. He specializes in positive fear, which involves reframing our fears so that we are excited to take action. Simon also has a background in acting and performance, having worked in theater, TV, and commercials. When he runs coaching workshops, he often makes use of techniques he's learned from this experience, such as presenting skills, public speaking, and selling oneself with confidence. To book a coaching session or workshop with Simon, visit his website at simonthecoach.co.uk. And without further ado, here are Simon's views on potential. Right, so um, my first question to you would be, what does potential mean to you? Very good question. Um, potential means for me, um, <laughs> it's very difficult, isn't it? I would say if I was talking about my own potential, it's, I guess it's based on your ability and your growth. So it's looking at your skill set of where you are now but if you were to look into the future of how much you can grow your abilities um, within, oh, it's difficult. Yeah, so it's, it's to do with abilities, skills, and how you grow. But if you're not there yet, looking ahead, um, how, how far you could go. That's really bad to explain. <laughs> no, I think that's a great definition. So it's, um abilities and your i guess potential for growth and mm -hmm. yeah okay and do you think that potential is measurable um i guess it'd be person to person because i guess it's like anything if you said confidence or motivation it's very subjective it's your own definition of it um so i could measure my own potential in my own way but I couldn't I don't think there could be a universal way that say for example if I was talking about piano playing um actually no maybe you could maybe something specific like that you could um can you measure it I've confused myself now because <laughs> uh, I, I thought I thought initially as I was saying it's too subjective so maybe I could find my own way but then I, as I use the example of piano playing which maybe has more um clear boundaries of of how you learn and read music then you could actually look in the past say for example if someone was grade four how they get to grade five um and say for a really experienced teacher to see 
how other students have grown. Hmm. I'm not too sure is the answer. <laughs> <laughs> this is great. I'm, I've opened up a can of worms. Yeah. <laughs> um, to me, that brings to mind the next question. Do you think that um, you can ever reach your potential? Um, Because if you could reach it, then you could measure it maybe to a certain extent. I guess in many ways, again, it comes back to the definition thing. So if I if I set my own definition for I have potential, let's just use the piano example to to get um, to the highest grade, which I think is grade eight, then because I've set that goalpost, I, I've kind of that's what I've defined as my reaching my potential, then yes, I could reach it because I know it's almost like it's, it's just, you've just set a goalpost um, and a limit, I guess, to what the potential is. But I guess if it's something that's more abstract, um, so for example, if I was talking about uh, confidence, so I want to, you know, reach my possible potential with confidence. I want to be as confident as possibly can be. Um, I guess, in a similar way, I'd have to define, you know, what I guess I'm turning into more of a coach now. But, you know, what what would a ten look like for confidence? But actually, break down the definition of confidence. But then, just because I've set a definition and a goalpost for what reaching my potential means, it, I guess thinking now, does that mean that that is my potential? Or is it just I've put an arbitrary goalpost in place, and always I might have limited myself because I'm saying that's mm. reaching my potential. So um, let's say that you have set yourself that goal of um, reaching the um, level eight in piano playing and you do reach that level. Then what do you think happens? I guess it's like anything in life. You you always want to continuously grow. So unless unless that, you know, works for you that within, you know, your kind of piano career or what you set out to do with piano. Maybe it's just a New Year's resolution. Um, and then you're happy to say, yep, yeah, I've done that. I can move on to now ballet dancing, for example. But if your your whole life um, passion or something you're really interested in is piano, then you wouldn't stop a grade eight. You would almost then move the goalpost further so you can t continuously grow. So. Yeah, to answer your question, if if that grade eight was reaching your maximum potential, then you've limited yourself. But then until you get there, then you need to assess whether you actually can go further. So then I guess it's always a continuously, yeah, think about it. It's almost potential is all the time you're actively wanting to grow, then your potential will never necessarily be met, but in a positive way, because you're always wanting to grow. I was liken it to a bit with fear. So for example, if you if you address your fear, um, you can you can expand your comfort zone. So for example, if I've got a fear of public speaking, um, the best way to address that is to actually go out and do public speaking. So let's say in a year I do a thousand talks to you know hundreds of people. I can get to a stage where, whereby I am no longer afraid of public speaking. So in that many ways, I could reach my potential 
as well. But then you put me into a whole new realm of I might be, you know, TV presenting, which is a whole new skill set, a whole new fear arises. So how I see it, fear will always be part of your life. So you can accomplish certain fears by addressing them. But the minute you want to expand your comfort zone, then a new set of fears come, but then you tackle those, that becomes comfortable. So then you get the next set of fears. So you're you're just continuously growing as a person. So I'm, I guess how I'm seeing potential now is, is exactly the same thing. You set the goalposts, that's your potential, how you see it then but with the new mindset, that almost becomes your comfort zone. So you push it even further. So by actually, I guess, ticking off your potential and measuring it and saying that's done might work for some people but it's very limiting so it should never it should ne- oh, as long as you continuously want to grow then you shouldn't almost ever settle for that potential sorry mm-hmm. i rambled there is that clear no no it was very yeah very very interesting um viewpoint with Especially the um, the aspect of fears. Yeah. I'm interested in um, to hear more about how do you think fears impact um, pursuing or reaching one's potential. Well, I think because I do a lot of reading and work around this, it's the idea of having let's say if you wanted to assign negative fear and positive fear, which aren't binary. It's more of like a sliding scale. So on the the negative fear side, so for example, you know, with public speaking, for example, say if I was really scared of public speaking, the negative fear side is where I feel paralyzed by it. I feel helpless um, and weak and, you know, it's sort of debilitating. Or the sliding scale of positive fear, that fear is still existing, but it's actually driving me. Similar to, you know, the the fight or flight, it makes you do something about it. It excites you. It makes you action it. Um, and makes you realize you have, you know, choices. Um, so I think by sort of your your attitude towards that fear, um, if you see it positively and embrace it and accept that fear will be part of your life every time you're in, your, in a new territory, then that's how you will expand and grow. It's only if you're viewing that fear negatively and it's debilitating you that you wouldn't ever grow. So then not to liken that exactly to potential, but maybe there's something in that as well, that if you almost, I don't know if it's like negative potential, but say if you were too fearful of ever expanding and growing, I guess it's very similar, then the idea of reaching your potential is too much um, compared to people that are driven by that positively and say, yes, but what's next? How do I get further? Does that answer your question? Yes. And um, what do you think would help people to move from viewing the fear as something negative to something positive? Very good question. Um, I guess it it starts with, first of all, recognition of it, uh, understanding it um, and accepting. It's really hard, obviously, to accept that fear um, is part of everyone's lives and always will be. Um, I guess how I, how I view it as well and how I like to talk about it is just going back to basics of um, evolutionary psychology or if you know how you want to refer to it as you know cave people times that our brain our brains are wired for survival unfortunately not happiness you know our brains aren't 
you know, actively working to make us happy every day, you know, even if that means, you know, actively reaching our potential every day. It's just making sure that we can do everything we can to stay alive because, you know, in the wild, a bear might attack us. Um, so that that fear is, you know, the, the fight or flight, that is positive in the sense it will make us run away from the bear or attack it. But then you could also freeze. It's almost, like, I guess, like the negative fear of where you're just so debilitated by that that you do nothing. But then in that situation, then the bears might eat you because <laughs> you don't do anything. Um, so to answer your question, what, how do people move in that sliding scale? It's it's like anything. It's, I guess, yeah, it's accepting it and understanding it. But then it's just realizing you have choice um, of how you can reframe those thoughts. Um, laugh at being human, that your brain is, you know, doing that. Um, but then actually realizing that you know you can start to tell yourself you're excited before you go on stage you know what your body is going through yes it's fear that's fine that's obviously a good response to remind you that you're human and your brain is wired for survival but you know telling yourself that nobody will die when i do this presentation it's i can learn from it it's 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 positive and it's good that this adrenaline that i'm getting can you know excite me excite the audience and you know push me through mm. yeah that's that's really interesting and what else um comes up uh, for me than what you've uh, just mentioned before is um the comfort zone so in what way does the comfort zone come into play with um with fears and and facing those fears well i guess the comfort zone is called as it is for a reason it's like your your safety net and I guess it's, it shouldn't ever be viewed as a bad thing, you know, because, you know, it's it's okay to be in your comfort zone. But I think I can't remember the statistics, but it's it's quite staggering how much I think it's like 97% of the time we are in our comfort zone. Because it could be exhausting, you know, to constantly be pushing ourselves in every area of our life, you know, you know, you need to go to the supermarket, and you're going to run there as fast as you ever have. And, you know, dodge loads of cars on the way just to prove, you know, that you might not die. And if you've got a fear of dying or running out in front of cars you know so you have to kind of like pick and choose when you want to get come out outside the comfort zone so first of all if that makes sense it's not necessarily always a bad thing but it's only when it's more debilitating being inside the comfort zone than actually the fear itself is debilitating um i just think it's really sounds all like complicated but when you actually just kind of if you just plot yourself say for example the presenting just outside the comfort zone we think if that fear is there if i never address that fear and it's outside how am i ever going to expand that comfort zone to get to a place where i'm more comfortable with that so the comfort zone expands and so then in a positive way that then that's still comfortable so then there's a new fear that arises further out and yes you could ignore that and some people are happy not to push that um, but then if that almost becomes too much, that fear, then you just need to address it by actually doing it and then it expands. So I guess reflecting back to potential as well, that almost how I now view potential from reflecting on it is, I guess, a similar thing. So it's ever expanding. If, yeah, if, if it's, I guess it's ever expanding and then it's maybe personal drive if you're able to you know, want to expand it. But I guess what drives you is if it's debilitating 
it's debilitating you. For example, if I know I've got massive potential for grade eight piano and I'm currently on seven, I've made seven my comfort zone, but it's constantly on my mind that I'm not an eight and it's making me feel insecure, it's making me feel nervous. The best thing to do in that moment is then to address it, do it, you know, get the lessons, take the exam, so then, then my potential has grown. But if I'm happy being a seven, um, I know that that eight exists outside the comfort zone, um, but I don't have, it's not debilitating me, it's not driving me, I guess, positively or negatively, it's just there, then, then I guess it's a different scenario. Yeah, that makes me think of um, the question, so, in which areas of our life should we choose to expand our potential or to grow more into our potential? Um, because you can say, you can make the choice, okay, I'm, I'm happy being at grade seven um, with piano playing and maybe with time I'll get to grade eight, but it's not something that's, that's an inner drive or an ambition of mine. What I do love is something else and I'll pursue that and grow more into that direction. So um, to me, that brings up the question, how do we how do we know which direction to focus our attention on and which direction to um, step outside of our comfort zone to to keep growing? Really good question. I guess the kind of before I overthink it, the instinctive one is just the one that you need the most. Yeah, mm. in that moment but as we all develop in how life, do you know which one you need the most yeah that's very true I guess it's I guess first of all it's to say that what you need in that moment or for that year doesn't mean it'll be forever so I think you know it's, as we ever change but I think it's, it's as I said it's the idea of if we're liking it to fear if it's constantly on my mind say at work every now and then I have to do presentations um, and I'm just not addressing my fear properly and I'm not getting better. I'm not, you know, getting advice of how I can present better. I'm just turning up to do some presentations, debilitated fear, absolutely hate it, think I'm terrible, but not working in ways that I can improve, get help, um, almost get to a breaking point of almost like I need to get help with this. I haven't answered the question. Sorry. <laughs> it's, it's, it's um yeah when I say like when when you need it it's almost it's mm. yeah I, I guess you would never focus on something and really push yourself on potential or what your potential is in something or something new which avenue to take say if you've got you know three you've got piano football and ballet and you're kind of semi-good in all of them, but you want to explore your potential in each, unless you're personally, you know, there's the natural thing, interested and excited by it and wanting to grow. Um, knowing what the actual, not to use the word potential is, but what the possibility is of growth. For example, if you don't know anyone that's ever done ballet or never seen anyone perform on stage with ballet, um, you have no idea where that could possibly go. You don't even know for example, a grading system, then then I guess you would never even work with it or have a process to reach your potential because there's no outlet for it. For example, if you were in a village and they didn't have any lessons there, then unless you're super intuitive and made up your own form of ballet and practiced every day, 
um, because, again, because you you like it and you have need need for it in your life. Um, so I keep confusing myself, <laughs> but I think yeah, to, if that makes sense, it's 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 personal interest, enjoyment, need as well. I'd say in your life for it. Yeah, I think to me that's what just um, became clear from your answer. It is that inner desire to want to advance mm -hmm. and to want to learn because you derive enjoyment from what you're doing. Um, but I also thought of fear being a guidepost to, so whatever you're most scared of, that's what you probably should be tackling and facing because you're standing in your own way. Um, the fear is, is in your mind because what you're very scared of, I might be very scared of sharks and you might not be at all. You might love swimming with sharks, whereas that would completely terrify me. Yeah. But the only difference is my head and your head, my thoughts and your thoughts um, when it comes to sharks. Mm -hmm. And so that's something that um, just came up for me when you were talking about about fear um, and the question of how do you choose um, which which area in your life to pursue? Mm -hmm. I think fear can be an important guidepost. Um, the things that you're most scared of will be the things where you have the potential to grow the most um, by facing those fears and then combining that with your desires and what you derive joy out of i think to me that sounds like a powerful combination in pursuing your potential yeah definitely nicely summarized <laughs> <laughs> thank you um so to me the next question would be um have you seen potential in someone else and could you give me an example of what that looks like wow great question um have i seen potential in someone else i might need a few moments if that's okay Completely a very difficult question. Um, I guess yeah. If we if we go with the the fear idea as well, I'd say with my mum. Because since I've I hate the word journey, but since I've been this journey with positive psychology and self improvement, I've like lent her lots of my books, and I know she's on board with a lot of the concepts and understands it. And that's how I see there's there's potential there, um, but she's got like a few of her own like blocks and fears and worries. Um, but she has she has grown a lot with that as well. So I, yeah, I can see the potential. I guess to answer your question, what we're talking about before the interest has obviously got to be an initial need for it, you know, need for the self improvement and interest in wanting to improve and then you see the acceptance of taking on that new information and working with it and then see her grow you know mm. yeah and where do you think that um 
that drive in between the becoming aware of of your fear or whatever is standing in the way to wanting to take action um, to do something about it. What do you think needs to happen in between that to get to the action? Well, I guess in that example, it's it's from being properly informed. So I think, you know, from me constantly explaining why and supporting as well and saying, you know, this this is why it's, it's useful because, but of course, that's obviously just external input. It's got, to, the drive's got to come initially. But I guess that's where the idea of potential is because I can see potential how far she could go with it. But there isn't that click yet of, you know, full full force drive. But then reflecting now, I'm just putting on to her what my, how far I can go with it and my potential. So then I'm, I'm seeing probably my further away goalpost onto her and then placing that. So it's actually very interesting to think about because you can probably see other people's potential and that's going to come from yourself not from them mm. so then that um makes me wonder in which part of your life do you feel like you're most reaching your potential um probably with that example as i said like with self-improvement working through my fears again because i work with it and also learning it myself and I actively think about it and work on it every day. Again, because I, I need it, you know. I'm, I, I enjoy it, but I also need it. I love the expression, you you teach best what you need to learn the most. And that's kind of the stage I feel at. I, I feel I can teach and form well, not because I'm super informative of the subject, but because I need it myself. So I feel like that's where... What's the question? I mean, I like excelling. Where do you feel like you're reaching your potential the most? Yeah, I say that's where I feel like I'm reaching it. I'm not sure because I or growing I like into this... or yeah, pursuing definitely. I'm pursuing or growing into because I know it's just it's just semantics and wording, but I'd say reaching is like I'm close to the top. But I, for me, especially with this subject like the what we were saying before, the ever-expanding comfort zone, I would never, ever want to say I've reached my potential with this because I'm interested in it and I need it and it drives me. I would always want to keep pushing the goalpost even further, remain curious, see how much more I can learn, how much more I can improve. Mm. So you don't think there would ever be a point when you would say, now I feel like I've reached my potential in this area? With this example... Mm-hmm. I don't I don't think there no I don't know it's I guess using the, the idea of perception of others others looking at me and say looking at my growth might say wow he's you know reached his potential with that but for me I wouldn't ever view it like that unless you know I was being kind to myself on my deathbed and said yeah I did as much as I could and I would almost want to be almost like happy with the sign off of I went I went as far as I could with that I reached my potential you know um so yeah so I would say I wouldn't ever want to unless unless it's to then change my answer slightly 
again, what we're saying with the desire, you know, the interest and need for it, if that, you know, if that naturally disintegrated, then I wouldn't want to keep, you know, pushing past it. But again, it would almost be being kind to myself by saying I reached my potential, you know, whereas because nobody, well, not nobody, but I wouldn't, it's hard to deal with the fact of I didn't reach my potential, I gave up. But if you, you probably wouldn't think of it like that if it, you just naturally lost the interest and the need because you wouldn't be like, oh, I gave up. It would just be like that part of, you know, that chap, that chapter is closed. I went as far as I could and I wanted to. With that. Yeah. Does that make sense? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, and you mentioned you were talking about being on your deathbed and looking back, reflecting back and thinking, I'm happy with... Um, with what I've what I've accomplished, what I've um, what I've done in that in that part of my life, so where um, do you think happiness comes in in regards to potential? I guess it might might be closely linked because my views on happiness, as I said, you know, with the fear, our brains aren't wired for happiness; they're wired for survival, um, and it's something that. I think that's one of the most refreshing lessons I've learned is a happy person practices being happy every day. It's like, you know, you don't get good abs by going to the gym once. If you want good abs, you have to work on it every day. And the more, you know, the more gym sessions you do, the easier it will get. Um, and you probably won't have many dips in having bad abs, <laughs> to use that example. <laughs> You're gonna, you, the more you do, the easier it gets. And you know how you yeah. have the tools and the exercises how to maintain your good abs. So every now and then you might take two or three days off, but then you'll, you'll get back to it. And I think happiness is something similar as well. It's like if you make active effort to um, ensure that you, you do things that um, make you happy. Um, but I guess it's similar with the idea of, I don't think happiness is an end goal. Can you reach your potential for happiness? In my views, no, because then that would almost be, I would always want to, you know, not, not continuously work to be even happier and even happier, but just explore what happiness means for me and constantly grow on what happiness is. And as time changes, goalposts change. For example, I might be super ambitious. And, you know, a lot of my happiness comes from my drive to for my career. But then, you know, you might get to a stage in life you slow down you realize you know what makes you happy now is the smaller things in life being mindful you know, being in the countryside being in nature um but then you might take another direction of doing that and realize that you know you, you've now get really happy getting into sport and activity um so is to answer your question is happy was it is happiness linked to potential yeah is, would you think that there is a link there um potentially with the idea of hmm as i said because i my views as it is and my understanding now of course it might change but happiness is ever expanding as i said you know with fear it's as long as you're wanting to work on it you can but the difference is i guess is not like get happier and it's it's more a case of you maintain your version of what being happiness is 
Um, but with potential, that's a difficult one, I'm not sure. The more I explore this topic, the more confused I get. <laughs> um, I guess how I use the example of, you know, you, you work on your career, then you take a left and you start to slow down. Um, I guess so you can measure your potential for each of those things. So you can measure your potential for your career, you can measure your potential for, you know, embracing slowing down your potential for being really athletic. Um, I guess it's just a subjective personal outlook on how far you want to go at each point of your life. Again, when there's interest in it and need for it. Um, but how that's linked to happiness, I don't know. I'm not sure. Okay. Is there um, something else that you think would be interesting um, to know or important to know in regards to how you would define or conceptualize potential? Um, Another element that might come in or... No, I think it's been really interesting to talk through it because I haven't ever really... It's, it's a word we throw around, you know, and we all, mm. we all have our own understanding of it. I think most of us are in line of a general understanding of what potential is. As I said, it's like, you know, with kind of how I initially described it very vaguely, you know, skills, your growth, how good you could, how good you can be in something essentially with the idea of potential being a limited goalpost maybe. Um, but I think, yeah, it's interesting then the idea of fear and comfort zone and desire for something, the need for something. But I do think there's something in whether we, it's difficult because I said like for lots of things, it's our own personal views on potential. Cause I can say, you know, say for example, with singing, I want to do, you know, singing, songwriting, really, really push that, um, which is true myself. Um, but then say, for example, if I lose the interest and desire um, and the need for it, I could be kind to myself and said, you know, I took that as far as I did. If I want to, if I want to readdress it in the future, I can. Um, I guess, you know, then I can say, could be kind to myself and, and then say, yeah, I, I reached my potential with that. But then someone else I'm looking in their perception of it, or maybe they actually have more grasp of reality that's inverted commas because <laughs> everyone's reality is different but they might go no no no. you're you are really talented your potential is so much further than the, the kind of the limits you put on yourself but then i guess in that scenario is that is are they right that you know maybe the experienced vocal coach of 80 years who actually saw my, my potential are they correct with that potential or, or am i correct or am i just being too kind of myself so I guess that's kind of like what we saying before about you know who who owns almost that potential um so I don't really know <laughs> I think I've talked through a lot but I'm still unsure yeah but it was um you mentioned limits that we put on ourselves mm. and how they um 
might prevent us from exploring our potential in certain areas or pursuing our potential in certain areas. Um, what other elements do you think could stand in the way of us growing more into our potential or pursuing our potential more? I guess, like we said before, fear is probably the number one reason. Fears exist in all our lives. It drives us, um, again, for for survival as well. It's a survival method, technique, however you want to refer to it as, to make ensure that, you know, we get out of bed and um, get through the day. Um, but I guess it's kind of come back to what I said, maybe about the, the sliding scale of negative fear and positive fear. If that, say for example, with the, the singing, if the idea of me going to the next level of it is too fearful, and it's like a negative fear, it's debilitating, I feel helpless about it, I can't see options, um, then that would stop me continuing. So then I might, you know, just mentally put up a, a goalpost and said, that's as far as it goes. But then, you know, if you reframe that way of thinking um, and see it as, you know, there's the scope, there's challenge, it's almost like looking over a you, know, you climb up the brick wall, you can see the, on the other side, then you get excited, you really have options and enthused and you're scared, but it's that's the thing that drives you, then that goalpost just disappears and there is no potential. I mean, there is no set goalpost um, potentially, it's just open to growth. Yeah. And besides fear, um, are there other things that you think could stand in the way of us pursuing our potential? I guess it's like the things that before it's, it's if you're not interested in it, there's no desire. Um, you know, the kind of classic story of, you know, if you have a pushy parent, you know, a, a child could be technically amazing at piano and the teacher is really happy with how they picked it up, but the child is just not engaged or interested in it, then that would stop them, you know, continuing um their potential as far as the, in that the teacher's mind they could go um and like i said before as well i really think need is a huge part of it like how much how much do you need that in in your life you know piano for some people i don't know why i keep using the example of piano but piano <laughs> piano for some people is you know their outlet is how they maintain their their flow how they you know they lose their self um in in a task, um, and it's great for their well-being, makes them really, really happy. They need to have that in their life. Then, um, then, I guess in that stage, if you really, really need it, then you never put a goalpost up. You always, you know, as I said before, it's open just to continuously grow with it. Um, but the minute that need stops, it just, you just, I guess, it's like you don't care about it. Then. Um, that's really something that would stop you from continuing with your development and potential. Mm. Okay. And to kind of reverse the question, what do you think um, there would need to be in an optimal environment for us to pursue our potential? Great question. What would, mm, I think like most things in life, it's got to come from the self. It's got to come from reflection, 
understanding of what you want for example if you do have desires or you do have fears um like i was saying before i think you when you asked about fear how does someone get to a positive fear i think you've unfortunately it's just got to sometimes be a case of life lessons or you know taking the effort to understand yourself more and reflect um but then be open to getting advice help tips from other people as well so i guess it's like most things in life it's you've got to do so much of your own work yourself but then as i liken it to you know the self-care or the the oxygen mask on the plane metaphor you know you have to look after yourself and then you can be best service of others um so it'd be with potential as well as is work out and reflect what you want what you're scared of but then be open to allowing other people in and helping other people and let them help you um and gain understanding of it as well of how far you can go for example as i said if you decide you are musical and wanted to pursue that then it makes sense to you know recognize your fears around it and do the own work but then to give you a framework of how that works you would need to you know get lessons meet other people that are musical say play instruments um does that answer the question because <laughs> i think it's, 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 it's definitely got to come from understanding um fears and desires yourself and, want, and wanting to work on those mm -hmm. okay and um, since we started this interview is there anything um, about potential that um, that you didn't think of before I think I just never sat and reflected on this topic so I think all these things I've never collectively thought of before and I think it's been a really nice thing to to work through and think through as well. Um, especially like likening it to fear as well. Um, it's no, yes, it's, it's super interesting. And it's, it's just shows so much. I'm sure we could, you know, have a similar conversation with so many other subjective broad terms, like, as I said before, like confidence or mo motivation, what is motivation? How far could you be motivated? It's, it's words we throw around and we have a general sense of meaning but you never actually work out for you what it means mm. yeah that's an interesting point so defining things for yourself if <clears throat> you feel like okay i could i could use a bit more confidence in this area then what does that actually what would that actually look like for me what where do i want to be um compared to where i am now mm -hmm. Exactly. And that's a that's a great point in regards to potential as well, that everyone could start doing now already. Um, where do I think I have the most potential and how do I how do I unlock that more um, or access that more, grow into that more? Um, that's a great, great takeaway. Um, one of the many great takeaways from our interview today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, <clears throat> and is there anything that um, any question that you would have you would like me to ask you in regards to potential that I haven't? No, I think your questions have been really, really great. And it's almost you've been listening to what I've said and then picked up on the next point, which is 
I feel like every question has really, really pushed me to think further and explain what I mean, which really helps because I'm just on this process of understanding what I'm saying and thinking aloud. So I feel like it's been, every question has been really, really useful to, to give me kind of clarity, then confuse myself, but then in a good, <laughs> but then in a good way, in a good way, just to, I feel like I've got to a definition and a clear viewpoint on something. And then the next question then makes me rethink it, which I think is only a good thing. Oh, great. Well, I'm, I'm happy to hear that. <laughs> and I'm, <laughs> I'm glad I confused you. Yes. Really happy you did. <laughs> Okay, well, um, yeah, that was um, that was very interesting, and especially hearing about the concept of fear and um, how that relates to potential has been <clears throat> has been very um, very new. I um, hadn't taken that into consideration as much before. So thank you so much for for sharing your um, your views and, and knowledge in in today's episode. No, I'm, I'm I'm so happy that I can help, and thank you for involving me. I guess just my last question is. Uh, you said obviously that what I said about fear is kind of new to you are there things that consistent mm. that I've said that everyone seems to say or stumble on well there's um, some yeah there's a, a lot of people agree that potential is an ever expanding concept so um, that it can continues to grow and some people feel like a difference might be that some people feel like they're reaching their potential in certain parts of their life um, and others feel like they can never reach their potential. So, um, And in both scenarios, that continuous growth can happen because you can feel like you reach your potential and then a new realm of possibilities opens up. Um, and you can also feel like it continues to grow and that's why you, ne you can never actually reach it. So. Um, that's an interesting, an interesting point that, that has been emerging. Mm. Yeah, but but thanks so much. That was uh, that was a, a great interview, and thanks so much for your time and your input. No, of course, thank you. And I'm always happy to help. It's super interesting to be pushed to think as well.